This is the Make Dementia Your Bitch podcast, where I explain how caregivers can lovingly respond to confusing or challenging behaviors and reconnect with family members living with dementia. The information in this podcast is for educational purposes and is no substitute for medical advice or care. Hello, this is your host, Rita Jablonski, and today's episode is weight loss and dementia. Weight loss in people living with dementia can stem from a variety of causes. First, the person may need more supervision or help at mealtime. If your family member is living in an assisted living facility or nursing home, you will want to stop in unannounced during mealtimes and see what is going on. I hate to say this, but I have seen staff place the tray in front of someone without setting anything up or putting the tray in front of someone but out of reach because the person living with dementia may not be able to pull the table over to them, especially if they are laying in bed. If the tray isn't set up, the person living with dementia may be unable to open juice cartons or take wrappers off of some food items. Or the staff may set up the meal, but leave the person living with dementia to feed themselves. Maybe these people require cueing, such as verbally telling them to take a bite of the sandwich or a sip of their milk. If they aren't being cued, they may simply sit and look at the food items and not engage in eating, even though they may be hungry. Or the person living with dementia may need some hand-over-hand guidance, that is, having someone guide their hand to their mouth, or place a piece of food on the fork, place the fork in their hands, and have them finish the rest of the process. Now, this is time-consuming. And sometimes the staff, because there's insufficient numbers of individuals, may not do these things because either they don't believe the person living with dementia needs this level of help, or they simply don't have time to do it. As dementia worsens, individuals may forget how to use utensils and may instead eat with their hands. Eating with one's hands is fine for French fries and sandwiches, but it doesn't work very well for stews and mashed potatoes. The staff may think that someone consumed their meal, but really, most of the meal may be stuck to the bib or may be on the floor. Should you discover that some of these issues may be affecting your family member, you will need to speak with the unit manager to make sure that your family member living with dementia is being supervised or fed. And, I know this is difficult, you may need to arrive unannounced at different meal times to see what is going on with your loved one. And unfortunately, it may be up to you to show up for at least one meal to make sure they are being properly supervised or fed. I wish this were not the case, But unfortunately, in many facilities, the level of care 
may not be good enough or may not be appropriate for your family member. They may need higher levels of care than what they are receiving. And that is, again, something one has to take up with the unit manager. And if you get nowhere, then your next place is the administrator. If your loved one is in a nursing home, you can contact the ombudsman. I don't believe, at least in the state of Alabama, that ombudsmen work with assisted livings because assisted livings are not supervised by the Centers for Medicare and Medicaid. Assisted livings are watched over by the Department of Health. Sometimes people living with dementia are medicated because of behaviors such as care refusals or anger. This is a pet peeve of mine. I see many situations where the person who is living with dementia is triggered by the behavior of staff or other residents. Many of these bad, and I have bad in quotation mark, many of these bad behaviors are caused by the way staff may speak to a person living with dementia. Elder speak, which is talking to a person living with dementia like they are babies, is a big trigger for rage. An example of elder speak may be the way I talk to my cat, Lady Grey. Hey, little kitty cat. Oh, pss, 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 pss. what a cute little kitty cat who right now is in the office trying to knock all of my ribbons off of the picture of the horse. Thank you, Lady Grey. She just jumped down. But when I talk to Amira or Lady Grey, I tend to speak in a high-pitched sing-song voice. Oh, what a cute little kitty cat. The same way I may talk to Emma, one of my friend's one-year-old child. I may coo and, and speak in a high-pitched voice. Animals and babies respond to this. Adults do not because if I have dementia, I may forget everything, but I will never, ever forget that I am an adult. As I said before, elder speak is a big trigger for rage. And it just so happens that we had a discussion about elder speak during one of our weekly meetings. And one of my employees, she's the project manager for one of our projects. She's also attending nursing school part time. And after we talked about elder speak, she came, she approached me and told me that over the weekend, she had witnessed a situation in the hospital where she now realizes the nurses were using elder speak with a patient who had dementia. And the more they interacted using elder speak, the more angry and ultimately more violent the patient became. She informed me that if we had not discussed elder speak in our meetings, she never would have realized that it was the behavior of the nurses triggering the negative behaviors of the patient with dementia, who ultimately wound up being heavily medicated and was sedated for the rest of the day. This level of sedation makes it impossible for people living with dementia to eat or even be fed. If your family member living with dementia is losing weight, 
you may want to consider if sedation at mealtimes is the problem. Ask about their medication, especially medicines like haloperidol, also known as Haldol, and quetiapine, also known as Seroquel. Ask how frequently the medications are given and when they are given. Bedtime medicines may need to be adjusted if the person living with dementia is sleeping through breakfast. Morning or afternoon dosages may need to be adjusted or the medicine may need to be reduced and only given maybe once or twice a day if the person is sleeping through other meals such as through lunch or dinner. Weight loss can be seen in someone living with dementia who paces throughout the day. These people are unlikely to sit still and eat a meal. The constant activity is also burning calories. Calories that these people may not afford to lose. If this is the case for your family member, try giving them finger foods that they can eat while walking. When they do sit down, offer them high caloric foods. I know a lot of people use products like Boost or Ensure. A cost-effective alternative and better tasting in my opinion because I've tried both out of curiosity and I thought both tasted awful. But a cost-effective and tastier alternative is to purchase instant breakfast powders and add powdered milk protein or powdered egg white protein to the powders for higher protein content. Then use whole milk to make the breakfast shake. And if you really want to get crazy, you can even throw in like a half a banana while you're using the blender. There are many lactose-free milk alternatives that can also be used. You can do a similar thing with smoothies. Add more powdered milk or egg protein to boost the protein content of these drinks. I'm going to take a short break. And when I come back, I'm going to talk about what to do if the person living with dementia is refusing to eat. What if the person living with dementia is refusing to eat? First, examine their mouths. Do they wince or pull away when you brush their teeth? How long has it been since they were seen by a dentist? Even after you brush their teeth, do they still have foul-smelling breath, which could indicate there may be an infection going on? If they have dentures, how old are the dentures? When there are no teeth, the jaw bones shrink over time. Dentures that are five or more years old may no longer fit correctly and may be causing painful gum sores. You may want to invest in new dentures, especially if there are chipped or missing teeth, or if any of the acrylic that goes against the gum also has cracks or chips. If the dentures are in good shape, old dentures can be relined. This is a more cost-effective alternative and results ultimately in better fitting dentures. By the way, when you clean dentures, use denture paste and not toothpaste. Toothpaste has abrasive particles that are fine for the for natural tooth enamel, 
but which damage the acrylic surfaces of dentures and make those dentures more prone to being colonized with bacteria, which can increase the risk for pneumonia. If mouth pain is not an issue, the next step is to think about the eating environment. This is what I mean. Sometimes family members do not eat together because of schedules. Let's say you work full-time and you do not get home until 6 p.m. Your mom likes to go to bed at 7 p.m., so your brother, who works midnights, stops by at 4 p.m. to make your mom something for dinner. He just woke up, so he's not really hungry. He whips up some dinner and hands the plate to mom, who then refuses to eat. She may say that she is not hungry. This goes on for a couple of weeks and your mom begins to lose weight. Now you and your brother are upset and you both start to tell your mom she needs to eat so that she no longer loses weight. She reacts angrily because she is a grown woman and no one tells her what to do. If you don't find a solution to this problem, it's just going to escalate and then it may affect other meals as well. One solution is for your brother to make dinner and then sit down and eat the dinner with her. Eating is a social activity. Think about the last time you went to a restaurant with crappy service and the server brought you your meal, but your partner's meal was delayed. Even if your partner told you to eat your meal while it was hot, you probably felt weird and rude eating in front of them. For people with Alzheimer's dementia, vascular dementia, and Lewy body dementia, the social skills remain quite strong until much later in the disease. Your mom does not want to eat in front of your brother. Also, as many parents who are listening may agree, often they fed their small children first and then they ate. I remember doing that with my little ones because it was just easier to feed all of them when they were quite small and then I could sit down and eat with their father. No parent would eat first while their hungry small children watched. These lifelong habits and behaviors run deep in our brains. If refusals around eating are a known problem, Avoid asking your family member if they are hungry or if they want something to eat because they will respond with no. Instead, prepare the meal and then say, I made something for me, but I made too much. Let's share. Or if your loved one living with dementia was always concerned about wasting food, you can enter their reality and say, I don't want to waste this food. Help me and eat a little. Let's say you make the meal and sit down with your family member who tells you that he or she is not hungry. Now what? This is where the okay and approach comes in handy. Instead of arguing with your family member and telling him or her that they need to eat or they will get sick, respond with, okay, and this chicken is really delicious. Try a bite. Or, okay, and I spent a lot of time making this meal. Just take a bite. As you eat with them and engage them in some conversation, 
procedural memory may take over and they may start to eat. Other ideas that may help your loved one with dementia better navigate silverware and dishware is using plates that contrast with the color of the meal. If you are serving a light-colored fish and cauliflower, a darker colored plate helps your family member see the food. If serving something dark or colorful, a lighter colored plate helps your family member see the food because of the contrast. This technique is helpful with those living with cortical basal syndrome. Another reason for eating refusals, and this is seen a lot in people with behavioral variant FTD, is that they may have consumed a great deal of sweets or carbs and are now unwilling to eat the nutritionally better meal because they're full. Sometimes people living with dementia may snack out of boredom, and not just people living with dementia, I think many of us may snack out of boredom. And after eating a whole bag of sun chips, of course they are not hungry and won't eat the chicken and broccoli stir fry. In this case, you may need to resort to removing access to snack foods and keeping items like fresh fruit around and accessible. You may meet some resistance, and for people with behavioral variant FTD, I discussed some strategies in last week's episode. There are some medications that are used for specific medical problems and have the side effect of increasing appetite. You can speak to your family member's clinician about these options. If you like the content of these podcasts and wish you had this information all in one place, go check out my book, Make Dementia Your Bitch, on Amazon. It is available in Kindle and paperback. I'm also hosting my free dementia education Q&A webinar on Monday, December 5th at 6 p.m. Central Time. The link is in the show notes. And I do these webinars monthly, and the link to the whole master schedule is also in the show notes. Come join me with your questions. I so love the interaction with you, my wonderful listener. That's it for today. So let's all go out and make dementia our bitch. I hope you found this podcast helpful. Please rate and review on your favorite podcast platform so other dementia caregivers can find this podcast. If you are a caregiver for someone with dementia and need help understanding and dealing with these behaviors, please contact me. You can find me on Facebook, Make Dementia Your Bee, or email me, info at makedementiayourbitch.com.